There's far, there's going too far, then there's us, a tad too far, where we take ideas far, then bring them back here for you. I'm Athena, here with Taj. Hey! And Diedrich. So, and basically what we're doing is, we take a lot of stuff that comes to the back of our heads, we bring it to the forefront of our heads with everything that we like talking about, <laughs> and we mash them up together and see how crazy the idea can be without getting kicked off the air. So, Tom, where can you find us? Well, you can find this on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, tadtofar.com. T A D C O F A R.com. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Catch you later. Bye. 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 Edge Case Podcast may contain graphic depictions of violence, explicit language, and other content that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. At the fringes of perception, beyond the boundaries of your mind, just past the glow of the firelight, out of the corner of your eyes, you will find an edge case. Jacob Cox. Preparing to exit the wormhole. Acknowledged. Sharenkov burst in five, four, three, two. Normal space re-entry. Excellent. Done. Let's begin spin down on the wormhole generator. Acknowledged, Captain. Spin down initiated. Connor, let's go ahead and take up orbit around that protoplanet around 1.6 AU out from the target star. Acknowledged, Captain Strum. Calculating orbitable trajectory for Site LF. Programming sensor sweeps. Connor, is the orbital approach locked in? Aye, Captain. Done. Lay in the rest of the commands for the sweeps. Then join Connor and me in the rec room. We've got some time to let our hair down before we hit orbit. Aye, Captain. Up for another game of pool, Captain? You enjoy losing that much. Computer, cycle the hatch. Cycling hatch. Okay, channel interval, frequency range, and you've still got the touch, Dunny boy. <laughs> okay, and visuals are active, and telemetry is recording, visual spectrometers act. Wait, what was that? Computer, pause the EM sweep. Sweep, pause. Computer, rewind the sweep. Slowly. Acknowledged. 
Computer, pause it right there. Bring the signal up as a visual. Acknowledged. Now, why isn't there any solar noise on this band? Hmm. Computer, give me an amplitude zoom on the visual. Acknowledged. <laughs> Look at that. That's an organized signal. <laughs> Who we? We might have a first contact. Computer, amplify the target signal. I want to hear what our little green men have to say. Acknowledged. It's... it's kind of beautiful. Now, let's get the visuals up and see who's talking to us. I don't know how you make these shots, Captain. It's all math, Connor. You think someone as skilled in orbital mechanics as you are would be running this table? Ugh. I guess you're up, Connor. Alright, time to apply some orbital mechanics. Captain, we have a probable first contact. What are we looking at, Dunn? I have an organized signal, and we have visuals on the unknown ship type, Captain. Well, that's an unexpected turn of events. Dunn, go ahead and start standard first contact hailing. Connor and I will head back to the flight deck. Aye, Captain. What do we have, Dunn? Slow down, Connor. Let Captain Sturm get settled in, huh? <laughs> I'm settled, Dunn. What are we looking at? We have an organized signal. Analog, non-repeating, but with discrete blocks that indicate language or data transfer. And as you can see on the main screen, we have visuals on an unknown ship. Can we have a listen to the signal? It's nothing special, just a chittering noise. Kind of grating, really. We can listen to it later, Connor. Right now I'm more interested in the ship. We're sure that's not a known species. Nothing I recognize, but... Computer, compare the ship on visual against known ship types. Acknowledged. Beginning visual comparison. I already ran the signal, Captain. No matches. You've started decryption and translation? Aye, Captain. Computer, progress on signal translation. Pattern analysis. Point zero zero one complete. Translation. Point zero zero one complete. Significant sampling required. Are they shielded? No one's EM shielding is that good. Look back there. Those are impulse cones. Even at rest they should be generating some EM band noise. Maybe that it's not an impulse drive. You're right though. Almost any drive should be generated. Comparison complete. No match to known ship types. Computer. What's the closest comparison? Centauri River Class, 39%. Vogon Constructor Class, 26%. Rigel Alliance Z. Computer, belay that last command. It's looking very good for a first contact. It's an alien ship, but I'm not sure if it's a first contact. Captain? That ship is completely cold. 
I think it's a ghost ship. Computer, retarget visuals on site left sunward horizon and zoom. Acknowledge. What is it, Connor? I don't know, Captain. I thought I saw a flash, but it might have just been noise in the sig. Captain? Yeah, I see it too. You hear stories, but I always thought they were old spacer tales. Me too, but damned if it doesn't look like a ship graveyard. What are you doing, Dunn? I... I know that ship, Captain. Which ship? Over there. I swear that's the Epimetheus. Oh, come on, Dunn. There's a spacer tale if I've ever heard one. Was the Epimetheus even a real ship? Yeah, Centauri Titan class. Early days of Centauri Station. My dad used to tell me about her. She was a grand ship, he said. All the Titans were. Fourth generation Hawking drives. Titanium nanochain hull. A beauty. And the Titan-class ships got less than a decade of use before they were decommissioned and cut up for scrap. You can still see the Kronos' superstructure out at the Abraxas shipyards. The Cherenkov drives are great and all, but ships got faster, cheaper to run, and they got small. Damn, the Titans were beautiful. Done. Sorry, Captain. Anyway, the Epimetheus was the only Titan to escape the chopping block. The Captain went rogue. My dad said she'd opened the whole ship to vacuum, killed all the other crew and passengers. Dad said the Epimetheus must still be out there. They never found her black box. That's a spacer tale if I've ever heard one. Regardless of how it ended up here, we've got a Centauri ship out there. Connor, lay in navigation to bring us alongside her, and we'll see if we can find out what laid this Titan low. Aye, Captain. It'll take us about 38 hours to pull alongside. Keep scanning for signals, Dunn. Maybe one of these ships is transmitting a distress beacon. Or something. There have to be clues. Aye, Captain. Uh, computer. Attention, Captain. Airlock 2 has begun cycle. Connor, did you set up an airlock cycle? Done. Done? Set it up. Done's not in his quarters. Computer, override and cancel airlock 2 cycle. Unable to override. Computer, command level override. Unable to override. Computer, what is Dunn's location? Dunn is currently located in airlock 2. Captain, Dunn's running a manual cycle. He's in the airlock. <laughs> Dunn, I need you to get out of that airlock. Dunn, you don't need to do this. Can't you hear them, Captain? Hear what, Dunn? They're out there. Swimming in the gulf between the stars. They love us. And they want us to be with them. Give me some good news, Connor. They sing with the music of the spheres. Can't you hear them, Captain? They love us. And they want us to be with them. It's no good, Captain. The pressure is already dropping in the airlock. I can't get the bolts to release. Damn it, Dunn! You don't need to do this. Just stop the airlock cycle and come back in. Airlock cycle. Done! Done! Can't you hear them? Can't you? Airlock cycle complete. Blow the hatch, Connor! Aye, Captain. The Epimetheus, bonafide ghost ship. You afraid of ghosts, Connor? Come on! It's been two days. Are we going to talk about what happened? It's been two days, Captain, and we're not talking about what Dunn did to himself. 
What do you mean we're not going to talk about it, Captain? It was a tragedy, Connor, and worse because neither of us saw the signs. Hell, maybe there weren't any to see. You're saying he's suicide? And that's it? Bye-bye, Dunn. Now get back to work. It's that easy? We can mourn and we can second-guess when we're on our way back to Centauri Station, Connor. Do you know how much Centauri spent on this mission? We- This isn't a unique mission, Captain, and they have to expect some aborts. Damn it, Connor. I'm trying to save our careers right now. With Dunn dead, we're going to be under a microscope when we get back. Aborting our mission would be a dereliction of duty and a court-martial. But- But nothing, damn it. Dunn is gone and we can't change that. We'll pour out one for him later, but right now, we're going to do our damn jobs. Understood, Captain. Flight deck is past here. We're going to have to blow this hatch as well. Aye, Captain. <sighs> Charge is set, Captain. Blow the hatch, Connor. Aye, Captain. Connor, try to boot the command console with your suit's power pack and I'll see if there are any paper logs. Aye, Captain. Passenger manifest. Cargo manifest. Huh. Quite a few living plant and animal samples. Makes sense. Planetary seating mission. And crew roster. Hmm. Captain Shay O'Gwyn. Captain Shay O'Gwyn. 16 years service, meritorious, no flags on mental health. Captain, console's up, and I think you need to hear this. Go ahead. The others don't hear it, but I do. I hear it. <laughs> I hear it, and it's so beautiful. I feel so loved because they love us. They love us, and they want us to be with them. They love us. Kill it, Connor. Anything significant on the signals? Just solar noise, Captain. There has to be something out there, damn it! You heard O'Gwyn. What she said, it was... It was too damn close to what Dunn said. I've been on these signals for almost 20 hours straight. If there was something to hear, I'd have heard it. You've been on the signals for 20 hours, Connor? It's eerie. I'll give you that. You've been on the signals for 20 hours. And you've been reviewing sensor telemetry just as long, Captain? Hell, we're probably not even going to recognize something if we see it at this point. Let's take a rest cycle and come back at it fresh. Computer, open a channel to Connor's quarters. Channel open. Connor, are you still asleep? Better get down to mess before I drink all the coffee. Computer, is Connor in his quarters? Negative. Wow, he must be hitting it hard already. Computer, is Connor on the flight deck? Negative. Computer, state Connor's location. Connor is currently unable to be located. No, damn it, Connor. No, no, no.
Computer, spin up the Cherenkov drive. Unable to engage Cherenkov systems at this time. Computer, why? Why, damn it? Run the diagnostic on the interstitial converter again. Energy formatting steady. Quantum interpolation 22% and rising. Yes. Quantum interpolation 29% and rising. Yes. Yes. 31% and rising. Come on. Come on. Warning. No. Quantum interpolation failure at 32.8%. Removing interstitial converter from power to prevent system damage. Damn it, Connor. Computer, bring up the manual again. Captain's Journal. I'm focusing on the Cherenkov drive, but Connor sabotaged a lot of the systems. If I can go FTL and get back to Centauri Station, the rest of it is muke. But if I can't repair the Cherenkov drive, the damage to life support is going to become an issue. Connor left a note. Listen. There's a frequency marked. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to listen. Quantum interpolation, 36% and rising. Come on, baby. 39% and rising. 39, 39, keep going. Warning. Quantum interpolation failure at 40.6%. Removing interstitial converter from power to prevent system damage. 40.6, 40.6, okay, okay. Better, that's better. Computer, bring up the manual again. Captain's Journal. I don't think I'm making fast enough progress on the Cherenkov drive. I've pushed conversion past 52%, but it's not enough. If I can get it into the low 90s, I can override the safety protocols, and there's only a 50-50 chance I'll smear myself across a few light years of space. I keep looking at Connor's note. Listen, I'm not gonna do it. Come on, baby. You got this. Quantum interpolation, 76% and rising. Do it! Do it! Warning, quantum interpolation failure at 76.9%. Removing interstitial converter from power to prevent system damage. Computer, CO2 and O2 levels? CO2, 4.17%. O2, 19.61%. That's not great. Captain's Journal. 81%. I can't seem to get past 81%. I've managed to rig the spacesuits into life support. 
They're sequestering CO2, but O2 is getting too low. Damn you, Connor. Warning. No. No. Quantum interpolation failure at 41.4%. Removing interstitial converter from power to prevent system damage. No. I finally listened. I understand now. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's another confirmed siren system. Send the report up. At this rate, we'll be quarantining that whole sector. That'll be a big hit on Centauri this quarter. The Call of the Void. Directed by Robert Mailing. Written by Jacob Cox. Editing by Robert Mailing. Music director, Malia Lekomsky. The voice of Strum was Brett Stoles. The voice of Dunn was Matthew Livingston. The voice of Connor was Alan Regimbal. The voice of the computer was Tiffany Clanton. The voice of O'Gwyn was Emily Wilson. The voice of analyst number one was Robert Mailing. The voice of analyst number two was Tamara Huffman. This podcast is made with love by Edge Case Podcast crew, who thank you for listening. Special thanks to Ari Show, Dominic Weineke, Amanda Mailing, Deborah Mailing, Joanna Keen, and Peter Pischke. If you would like to learn more about Edge Case Podcast and how you can support the dedication and hard work of our cast and crew, visit patreon.com slash edgecase. This audio production is copyright 2019 by Edgecase Podcast, all rights reserved. The copyrights for each story are held by the respective authors. No duplication or reproduction of this audio program is permitted without the written consent of Edgecase Podcast.